Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and today I have Alex Long here in person, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. I'm so happy to be here live and in person in yes. your actual kitchen. Alex, if you don't already know, is our head dietitian and assistant coach at Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition, and she is going to talk to us today all about the thyroid and Hashimoto's and her own experience with Hashimoto's as well. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to chat about this. Um, Just again, to talk about my own experience, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's hypothyroid, which for those of you that don't know, Hashimoto's hypothyroid is an autoimmune disorder, Mm -hmm. um, essentially where your body attacks its own thyroid. (laughs) Um, And I know a lot of our clients struggle with hypothyroidism. And you were just telling me you get conversations in our dms all the time like oh like i really want to do this i want to lose weight i want to make these changes but i have hypothyroid my Mm -hmm. doctor says you know it's hard for me to lose weight and i don't know what that means so we're doing a podcast on it yeah it's so common and i imagine that we're gonna have quite a few listeners listening to this one who can relate to your story because more and more i'm seeing so many diagnoses for hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. And so many women will get this diagnosis from their doctor and then just be really kind of set on their way without any really direction on what to do. And when you Google around, you don't really get clear direction either. And the general consensus when people hear this is, oh, you know, you're hypothyroid, you're not going to be able to lose weight. Right, right. So why don't we start with, you know, tell us a little bit about like when you first got diagnosed, what that experience looked like for you. Take take us back in time to early (laughs) Alex. Yeah, so my journey was... Um, honestly, I want to say it was unique, but realistically, I feel like a lot of people, especially young women can relate to this because I was actually diagnosed in early high school. Um, I, (laughs) at the same time was also going through probably the worst of my eating disorder. So I was severely under eating, over exercising. Um, I was experiencing, a lot of weight fluctuations, especially once I started binge eating, right? Um, I was gaining and losing weight very rapidly, short amount of time. Um, I was cold all the time. I was tired all the time. And those are two really common symptoms for someone with hypothyroid, Hashimoto's or not. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm like, well, was it the eating disorder or was it the Hashimoto's, right? And now as I'm older and I kind of reflect back on this time in my life, it's interesting because when I got that diagnosis, it was kind of a shock actually because we don't have thyroid disorders 
that run in our family. My parents, neither of them have hypothyroid, none of my extended family. And, you know, the interesting thing was that it was an autoimmune disorder, which you can have hypothyroidism, which again, for those of you that don't know, hypothyroid is like, hypo means slow, right? So hypo, slow, easy to, mem- easy to remember. Um, your thyroid is like the control center to your metabolism. So with hypothyroid, everything is slowing down. Your thyroid isn't producing enough hormones to allow the metabolic processes in your body to function the way they are supposed to. So as a result, you gain weight really easily. You're cold. um, You're tired no matter how much you sleep. At the same time, um, Hashimoto's is actually one of those interesting disorders where your body's attacking its own thyroid and you can actually swing from hypo to hyperthyroid, which... Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So hyper, think fast, right? You're hyper. um, Your thyroid's producing too much hormone and everything's way too fast. You're hot all the time. You have high anxiety. You can't sleep. It's like the opposite end of the spectrum. And these things would make sense too when we think about, like you said, the thyroid is essentially like your master metabolism regulator like if your body's a piece of machinery the um like the battery pack the for the metabolism is the thyroid so if it's hypo it's working slowly it's not producing enough hormone then you're going to feel cold you're going to feel tired all the time because your your battery pack is running low right but then if it's hyper you know it's moving super rapidly you're you're producing too much hormone now you're you're, you can't keep weight on, like you're losing weight, you're you're hot all the time yeah. because you're actually burning so many calories, like you, you're physically letting out more heat. Like yeah, so that's why someone with Hashimoto's is very common to have like very rapid weight fluctuations if it's not regulated, if they're not medicated. But interestingly enough, we found out that it was, you know, an autoimmune disorder and we didn't have any history, family history of thyroid disorders or autoimmune disorders. So I was like, where is this coming from? And now, like I said, as I reflect back, um, and as I've been through seven years of school, (laughs) I know that genetics is a huge factor in autoimmune disorders. Mm -hmm. However, genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. Later, actually just recently, a few years ago, we found out that my mom has lupus, which is an autoimmune disorder. We didn't know that at the time of my Hashimoto's diagnosis. So I didn't know that I had autoimmune disorders in my genetics, but my lifestyle choices, super high stress, severely under eating, over-exercising, eating a lot of processed foods when I was binge eating, very high inflammatory foods, pulled the trigger and my body started shutting down. My body started attacking itself and for my autoimmune disorder, it manifested as Hashimoto's. Mm. So in hindsight, um, that was kind of my trigger, so to speak. And interestingly enough, I was very frequently going to the doctor for other reasons. Um, We do have a family history of cardiovascular disease. So my doctors were always very concerned about my blood work. And, you know, every year we would do a routine checkup with my lipid panel, cholesterol levels, a physical for sports in high school, things like that. And they never did a full thyroid panel on me. Um, They only checked my TSH, which is just essentially 
a messenger from your brain to tell your thyroid to produce more thyroid hormone. So changes in your TSH, when doctors see that, that usually leads them to then, you know, check your thyroid hormone levels, T4 and T3. So I came into the doctors, they did a full workup and they noticed my TSH was very high. So my brain essentially was telling my thyroid, hey, (laughs) come on, speed up, (laughs) produce thyroid hormone. But they didn't do a full panel. They didn't actually see how much T4 and T3 I was producing until they got that high level and I was still having all these symptoms. Then they did the full workup and they were like, oh, uh, you have these antibodies that are attacking your thyroid and your hormones are way out of whack. Uh, Here's this medication. And they sent me on my way. Yeah, it was a little, it was frustrating. Like on one hand, I was like, oh, this explains so many of my symptoms. But at the same time, I was like, now I'm going to be on medication for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and I can't do anything about it. Cool. So, yeah, and I know, you know, I can even speak from personal experience of recently, I've come to find out that I also have an autoimmune disorder um, with celiac. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like, you're exactly right with the, you said that great quote there of, uh, what was it, genetics load the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because, you know, this past year, and like, I do have some celiac within my genetics, it runs in my family a little bit here and there. And now I've never had an issue with gluten up until really just this last year. I've suddenly had so many gut issues and just I've never quite felt right. And I would just sometimes feel so low energy, so Mm -hmm. low energy, you know, sleeping 10 hours a night and then still need a nap in the afternoon. And I realized that, well, what else happened this year? I took my business full time. I added six team members to my business. I've, you know been doing just so much and all of that stress albeit good stress Mm -hmm. good things stress is still stress Mm -hmm. and that that pulled the trigger for me yeah yeah so before we jump into um talking more about the thyroid I'm curious a little bit about autoimmune disorders Mm -hmm. so as you were saying that that is essentially when your immune system attacks itself is that right Yes. Um, So there's actually a lot of research to support the idea that it really does all start in your gut. Um, A theory, especially around Hashimoto's, is your gut integrity is maybe damaged. And as a result, certain foods like you may, you know, if you do a Google search and search uh, diet for Hashimoto's, diet for Hashimoto's, you'll get go gluten free. The theory behind this is that someone with an autoimmune disorder, particularly Hashimoto's, is probably going to have another autoimmune disorder. That's actually true. It is more likely for someone with an autoimmune disorder to have more than one. Um, The idea here is that gluten damages your intestinal lining and then your gut integrity is damaged and you're eating gluten and the proteins in gluten are very large. And if your intestinal lining is not intact you're not absorbing digesting and absorbing proteins the way you should and then they leak out into your bloodstream and your body thinks that's an invader so your immune system starts attacking the gluten protein and somewhere in the pseudoscience world that got crossed with oh the gluten protein looks like your thyroid proteins and now your body's attacking your thyroid 
that's not necessarily true for everyone at least. Um, not a lot of evidence to support that. But yes, you're right. Essentially, somewhere wires got crossed in our brain. Somehow, the body developed antibodies to a tissue in your body. For me, it was my thyroid. My body developed um, on, a, on a blood work panel. It'll be TPO, thyroid peroxidase antibodies, which are just antibodies to my own thyroid. So my body just started attacking my thyroid because it thinks that it's an invader. And as a result, my thyroid is damaged and it's not producing enough thyroid hormone. This can also manifest in my mom's case, for example, lupus is actually a systemic wide autoimmune disorder. Um, so she can have antibodies for various organ tissues, muscle tissue, skin tissue, and it attacks her like body-wide, essentially. Um, wow. Celiac disease, right? Your body's attacking your digestive system. Um, so yeah, lots of different kinds <laughs> of autoimmune yeah. disorders. So, you know, if s somebody is maybe thinking like, well, you know, I feel like I'm you know, maybe I'm tired sometimes, maybe, maybe I'm constipated, or maybe I go to the bathroom too often, I might, I might have, like, just, um, been diagnosed with, like, some general IBS, don't really know what that means, but, you know, my doctor told me I have IBS, so, mm -hmm. you know, there's something there, um, how can they maybe start to think about, like, maybe I have something bigger going on, maybe there's, maybe there's an autoimmune issue here, maybe there's a thyroid issue, like, where do I start with this stuff, Alex? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on your symptoms. If someone came to me and they were describing symptoms like hypothyroid, right? I'm cold all the time. I'm tired all the time, no matter how much I sleep. Um, I am doing everything right. I'm tracking macros and I'm still not losing weight. What's going on? Then I would honestly start with blood work and I would do a full thyroid panel, not just TSH. I would do T4, T3, reverse T3, TPO, like all of these other fancy words. <laughs> um, and I'm so lucky that I actually am a registered dietitian and I have the capacity, the capabilities yes. to pull lab work for, for our clients as a registered you know, clinician. And I would see what's up. If it is a gut-related issue, like if it's someone that has general IBS, general um, constipation, bloating, if we can't solve the problem, I actually have a lot of clients right now, they came to me with chronic bloating, chronic constipation, and the common cause is undereating. Mm -hmm. So, so common. So many people, they don't realize, like, you actually have to eat enough, you know, not just fiber, but food in general, because if you're not eating enough, your body is trying to pull as much energy as it can from that food that just sitting in your digestive tract and it's really hard to pass and then they start eating more drinking more water and naturally the bloating and constipation goes away but if we're still trying all of that and they're eating enough they're walking after meals they're getting their 25 to 35 grams of fiber a day and they're still struggling with this painful you know unexplained quote-unquote ibs which is essentially just a label for your symptoms um you can do a test for celiac disease and you can, you know, investigate their family history. Do they have a history of any autoimmune disorder whatsoever? Because again, just because, you know, I didn't have any history of thyroid disorders in my family, I didn't realize that we did have a genetic predisposition to autoimmune disorders. And for my mom, unfortunately, that manifested as lupus. 
Um, so I would just start there and ask those questions, right, and get them the lab work that they actually need to get hard answers. Mm. And, I mean, I just wanted to second there, like, I am so thankful that we have you because it is just such a blessing to be able to, when our clients are showing these signs and symptoms, you know, back before I had you, I would see some of these things. And of course I was not nearly as knowledgeable about it as you are. I don't, I'm not a registered dietitian necessarily. So I, I don't have the experience firsthand and from the education side on these things. But when I would see some of these symptoms in my clients, I would encourage them to get labs pulled and I would say, okay, I want to see, you know, pull this, this, this. And I would tell them like what to pull and they would go to their doctor and they would get labs and they'd come back and they would not have pulled any of the things that mm, I asked for. That's so frustrating. And it was very frustrating because, you know, me being just a, an online coach, like who am I to say like, oh, I, you know, I know what labs need to be pulled. Of course, like they're going to listen to their doctor as you should. Like mm-hmm. You should listen to your doctor. Yeah. But now we can be able to say like, hey, we have a clinician here who not only is going to give you a recommendation that she is the expert in nutrition and hormones and she knows exactly what needs to be pulled, but also she can pull it for you. Yeah. Because it's really scary to go to your doctor and ask them for what you need. Yeah. It's intimidating. But when instead you can just say like, hey, you know, we see these things going on. We'd like to pull these labs for you. I can see firsthand for our clients how reassuring that is how good that feels to be taken care of yeah especially someone that has moved around a lot um, has bounced back and forth on various different insurances um, have had to find new doctors in every place that I've moved just getting an appointment is Mm -hmm. a headache um and as I know some of our clients are maybe in between jobs or they're students, they don't have a lot of money, they don't have insurance, right? So then that adds a whole new level of complications to even just get an appointment with a good doctor who will pull the labs that we want to see and who will take you seriously, right? Because mm-hmm. even for me now, as a registered dietitian, I've been in doctor's offices and they're like, oh, you don't actually know what you're talking about. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, and I have to say, too, like, I can say how refreshing it is to hear from you of that, you know, recognizing that there's a lot of pseudoscience out there. And there's a lot of, you know, if you use the Google doctor, like, you'll (laughs) search around and like, okay, let's say I just got diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I'm going to look up what I need to do. And I'm just going to see a list of cut out gluten, cut out dairy, Mm -hmm. cut out eggs, cut out sugar cut out I mean you could probably list off better than I can but there's like a long list of foods that they will put out there and if I'm somebody where like I'm already kind of stressed thinking like I have this you know this thing going on that I don't really know what it means and I don't really know what I'm supposed to do about it but I've heard that's going to keep me from being able to lose weight and now I'm seeing that now I have to cut out like every single food that I eat right like where am I supposed to start? So instead, I'm just going to put on the blindfold and pretend I don't have this thing. I'm just going to pretend because that feels better. Yeah. And uh, I <laughs> I know exactly. Like I've been there. I've been in that person's shoes that I'm like, okay, now I have this diagnosis. Where do I start? And for me, my doctor did not give me any diet and lifestyle recommendations. Not even like, oh, cut out this, cut out that. It was like, here, take this pill for the rest of your life. Mm. And that's just as frustrating, right? And, you know, for me, 
as a dietitian, especially a dietitian with a history of disordered eating, you know, I hate when I have clients that are like, I'm having these gut issues and, you know, I just don't know what it is. So then we have to cut out, you know, those common triggers like gluten, like dairy, like sometimes even eggs. Eggs is a common allergy. We, you and I were just talking about that earlier. And I'm like, I hate to put you on this, you know, quote unquote restrictive diet, but sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to cut out those foods for a couple of weeks and then gradually add them back in. But just my approach, you know, whether it's IBS, celiac, or celiac's a little bit of a different story. You kind of have to cut out. <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that's just <laughs> one of those things. But, you know, whether it's IBS or thyroid related, autoimmune related in general, I'm like, I want you living your best life that is not only symptom free, but I want you to eat as many of your favorite foods as you possibly can. I do not want you to feel restricted unless you absolutely have to, like I said, in your case. Um, and it's different for everybody, right? Some people, their immune response is some, someone else with Hashimoto's may have a very strong immune response to something like gluten that may be inflammatory to them. Their body may not recognize that protein. For myself, personally, I've found that I do well with gluten in moderation, as long as it's, you know, it, there, there's, there is some truth, you know, to the inflammatory versus anti-inflammatory foods. You know, if it's something like Ezekiel bread or whole grain pasta, I can do that in small quantities, you know what I mean? But that's different than eating a bunch of tasty cakes mm -hmm. <laughs> or like, you know, cupcakes. And then, then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, is it the gluten or is it the lack of fiber and the processed sugar? Like, you know, it's it's more about the whole package than it is about the individual food, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And you're bringing up such a great point because it's not as black and white as saying like, oh, you have Hashimoto's, like you can't eat gluten ever again. Right. It might just be like, hey, let's start to pay attention to which types of foods that contain gluten may potentially make you have different symptoms or may exacerbate your symptoms a little bit. And it, then, you know, when you're just bringing that awareness to what you eat, which is really ultimately what we do as right. coaches, right. we're helping people bring awareness to what they're eating, how they're moving, all of the different lifestyle factors, how those things affect them and how making small manageable tweaks to those things can have a huge effect on their quality of life. Right. And I know you agree with this too. It's like, we're all about individualized coaching, exactly. individualized nutrition recommendations. I could have two clients with Hashimoto's and they're lifestyles are going to be completely different and the foods that they react to or don't react to are going to be completely different and sometimes dietary changes like they <laughs> sometimes it doesn't like uh, what am I trying to say sometimes somebody can actually live a really good quality life without changing much about what they eat um, maybe it's just from maybe their trigger was stress Right, maybe just implementing stress management techni techniques, maybe just getting more sleep, mm -hmm. actually alleviates a lot of their symptoms, and their diet quality was already pretty good. And you know, they can have a couple slices of bread every now and then and be just fine. And they just need to get eight hours of sleep. You know, it's so individualized, and the fact that we pay such close attention to you know what our clients are saying and and really em embrace the fact that everybody truly is different, um, I think makes a huge difference. Absolutely. 
So tell us a little bit more going back to your own journey. Yeah. At what point do you feel like you, or I guess just tell us about maybe that time in your life where you started to really get your, your hypothyroidism and your Hashimoto's really under control and what that kind of looked like for you and how that, what changes did you make? How did that affect your quality of life? Just tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was younger. I think I was in high school, like very early high school and they did prescribe me medication and it was T4. So again, a little bit of a background about thyroid hormones. The thyroid produces T4, which is then converted into T3. T3 is the active form of your thyroid hormone. So the idea here is supplement with T4 because your thyroid isn't producing any and you'll feel better, right? Take this synthetic hormone and you'll feel better. And I did. Honestly, I did. Um, But at the same time, I was also working on, you know, I was going to therapy. I was working on my relationship with food. I was eating more, um, trying to exercise less (laughs) because I was overdoing it. And eventually, you know, that kind of got me through college my weight stabilized. Um, again, I was in high school. I was either losing weight very quickly or gaining it very quickly. Finally got to college. My weight stabilized. And I was doing well for a little while. Then I got to grad school. <laughs> and that was a big move. I moved from Pennsylvania to Florida. That was a very stressful time in my life. Um, I had just gotten out of a pretty bad relationship. And I had also (laughs) just found uh, the guy who is now my husband. So we were, we were getting out of a relationship and we were getting into one really quickly on top of the move to Florida and on top of starting grad school, which was absolutely hectic. I started gaining weight out of nowhere. I had no idea why. Um, I was doing everything quote unquote right. I was eating enough, you know, sleeping enough, but those symptoms started to come back, these un- this unexplained weight gain, this chronic fatigue. And I ended up going to a different doctor down in Tallahassee, and she did my blood work, did a full, actually more in-depth thyroid panel than my previous doctor did in Pennsylvania. And she realized that my thyroid medication, my T4, really wasn't working for me anymore because I wasn't converting T4 into T3. I was significantly underdosed, and she recommended that I start taking a natural thyroid hormone that was both T4 and T3, so I had both in my system now, and I also started supplementing with zinc and selenium, um, two things that have been shown to increase the conversion from T4 to T3. Selenium actually has been shown to decrease the thyroid peroxidase antibodies, so it suppresses your immune response. And I really just tried to get back to basics, right? Um, Eating foods that I knew made my body feel good, getting as much sleep as possible, trying to implement some stress management techniques because I was, like I said, very, very stressed. (laughs) Uh, And I actually started going back to therapy again because, you know, with the move from Pennsylvania to Florida, I didn't have a therapist, so I found a new therapist, and that helped immensely just prioritizing my mental health and then I finally started to feel better. I started to feel more like myself again. I had more energy. And again, my weight stabilized. I actually started losing a bit of weight naturally because um, I think my body overshot it a little bit. <laughs> and then I finally you know, settled down and here we are. <laughs> oh, man. You, I mean, you have an incredible story. And uh, like I always like to think about how our past, like our struggles, our trials and things that we've been through, 
really do set us up so well for our futures, being able to just find a way to give back to the world and provide impact, a positive impact, of course. And like, you're such a great example of that because yeah. you could have just allowed your story to just be completely about you and just never have done anything with that. But instead you allowed that to really fuel your passion as becoming a registered dietitian and diving into learning more about hormones, not even just being like any other registered dietitian, like you're an exceptional RD (laughs) and that you have continued to self-educate more and more. Like just since we've started working together, you know, we've had you in some different additional um, hormone education type of um, resources and things and Yeah, classes and just continuing to dive into that more and more to be able to provide more value for our clients. And it's incredible to see. Oh, well, thank you. And I will say, you know, it can be really scary and really intimidating to get that diagnosis. And I'm so happy to be able to support women, you know, who are embarking on that journey. And I will say, you know, even even though very often in the case of Hashimoto specifically, medication really does help. It really, really does. Even though, you know, there's this stigma behind having to take a pill every morning, it has changed my life. Um, However, I will say that there was also a time in my life during grad school where I was actively dieting. I was running a ton. My thyroid started to shut down. I actually had to increase my dose of medication in order to like stabilize myself and feel a little bit better. Then out or at that time in my life, I, I think I was just doing a little too much too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reverse dieted and actually started eating intuitively again and just again trying to nourish my body and slow down a little bit. And since then, I've actually been able to decrease my dose of thyroid medication, which is always kind of a win, right? You don't want to have to keep increasing and increasing and going back to the doctor. Um, it's it's really cool to actually have that hard evidence in those, in those numbers, you know, on your blood work to say like, oh, actually, the things that you are doing in your life right now are benefiting you on an internal, like cellular level. It's kind of crazy. Oh, it's amazing. So, I guess just kind of wrap things up here. If somebody's listening to this episode and maybe they, maybe they recently or maybe not so recently at some point in their life, they were diagnosed with hypothyroidism and maybe Hashimoto's as well, or maybe a similar autoimmune disease. In that instance, what kind of things would you say that they could start doing today that could set them on like the same trajectory of feeling really good the way you are now? Well, <laughs> shameless plug, but find a good registered dietitian or find <laughs> find a really good doctor that will pull the labs that you need to be pulled and will actually care about you. Because honestly, having that support, that was number one. Um, but say they already have that, right? And they just, they or they wanted to, you know, do things on their own. I would say start with stress management. And remember that stress is mental, but it's also physical. So if you are doing super high intensity cardio for six days a week, maybe cut that back down to like three or four days a week. Um, If you are pulling all nighters, if you're in college and you're, you know, sleeping less than six hours a night and you're crazy stressed with school, audit your time a little bit and see if you can go to bed a little bit earlier just to give your body some more rest Um, and take note of how you feel throughout your day. Um, on days that you do get more sleep or take note of how you feel eating certain foods. Just sort of try to 
be a little more in tune with your body and how you react to certain foods. And I know, you know, some people may not know what to look for. They may think like, oh, I'm just bloated after I eat everything or um, I'm just always tired. They may not know how to pick up on these other symptoms or what those other symptoms might look like, right? For you, for example, you were telling me earlier, your back was hurting all the time. Your lymph nodes were really swollen, Mm -hmm. right? Those are symptoms of an autoimmune disorder and it can be hard to look for that unless you know what to look for, right? Which again comes back to having that support and guidance of a professional or practitioner of some sort that, like I said, actually cares about your overall well-being. Does that help? Does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. I think that that's the most important thing at the end of the day is to get some help. And be an advocate for yourself too. Like, uh, I cannot tell you how many times that I've had to stand up for myself in doctor's offices and say, no, like, I know my body. I know something is wrong and I know what I'm talking about. So order me these labs or, you know, hey, this medication is not working for me anymore. We have to do something else you know yourself better than anybody. So even though it's hard and even though it's scary, stand up for yourself and, and get the answers that you deserve. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're, if you're listening and maybe if you are nervous about getting labs or you're not sure what to ask to have pulled, um, shoot me or Alex a message on Instagram and we would be happy to talk with you a little bit more about this because we know how difficult these things can be. Absolutely. Well, Alex, thank you so much for so eloquently breaking this down for us. Um, I think this was extremely helpful, and I think it's going to really, really help some girls out there who are in that position that you once were in. Well, I'm more than happy to help, and like I said, I just feel lucky to be here sitting in your kitchen right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.